Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. We are going to change up the format of the podcast a little bit today. I don't know if you saw the new logo. We got a new logo. It's kind of cool. I think it's clean. It's modern. Jill's very happy because she's not on the logo anymore. She's, that's not her thing. Um, if you like the logo, let us know. Send us a, put a comment in here or send us an email at podcast at uh, wearepickleball.com and uh, love to hear what you think about it. But, you know, we're, we're going to try a new format out. We're going to basically have a straight run-through type of podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll guide you with a couple of things during the way. But we're going to cover four subjects today. We're going to cover a perspective subject. So giving you some perspective for when you go out and play and have some more gratitude. We're going to talk about the body a little bit. We don't do enough on the body, I don't think. And we're going to touch on it today because body is super important part of the athletic pillar. And we're going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you a tip that you can do as soon as you're done with the podcast, as long as you're not driving and you can stop somewhere or you, you have a minute uh, to do something. Then we're going to talk about uh, framing out failure. You know, uh, perspective is an important part of the game, and but we got to look at it from a couple of different places. And then I'm going to share with you a personal story from the U.S. Open. It's a story that involves me crying or maybe almost crying. I'm not really sure how you define it uh, during a match or at the end of a match. It's it was revelatory to me and maybe it was revelatory to you. So, um, oh, I never introduced myself. I always forget to do that. My name is Tony Roy. I am your podcast host for this podcast. And as you know, Pickleball Therapy is a podcast dedicated not just to your pickleball improvement. We want to do that, but we're really dedicated to your mind. We, de- we deem this to be a little bit of therapy for you in connection with your pickleball. All right, let's start talking about the first subject we're going to talk about today, which is perspective. I'm going to get a sip of tea. Wet the whistle, as they say, and uh, we're going to talk about perspective. So perspective is a super important concept, right? The perspective that we have when we go out to play pickleball, the context in which the pickleball game occurs, the context in, in the sense of our lives. And I've hit you up with a couple of things recently, but... It happened again this week. So on on Wednesday of this week, I was heading to play pickleball. And uh, it's a fairly short drive, normally from my house to the pickleball courts. It's across the bay, but it's 25 to 30 minutes max. So uh, I'm supposed to be there in round eight. Probably left my house right around, you know, 7.30, 7.40, somewhere around there. This is open play setting, so being a few minutes late wouldn't have been a big deal. And uh, But I didn't check my GPS, and which I sometimes do when I'm heading across the bay. Because once you get on the bridge... You are on the bridge. Um, driving along, everything seems fine. All of a sudden, it's bumper to bumper. And we're talking about four lanes in one direction, bumper to bumper, stopped. So I pull out my GPS, effectively, accident up ahead. Um, not a, you know, not great, but, uh, you know, about, about an hour ended up being on the bridge. And so, obviously, that's not the way I wanted to start my day. Uh, it impacted how much pickball I was able to play and everything else, you know, being late, all that stuff, right? But as I got to the end of the bridge, right at the, the end of the backup, I saw the other car, the car that was involved in the accident. And that car was not in good shape. And it made me think. Perspective, right? Now, am I happy being late to go play pickleball? No. But you know what? I'm heading to play pickleball. The person in the other car either was having a really bad day or that day was their last day on this planet. Um, so in either event, right, perspective tells me that I'm going to do the best I can on the pickleball court. I'm going to you know, have as much fun as I can. I'm going to say hi to everybody and that kind of thing. But, you know, that pop up or that dink that I missed or whatever shot, you know, the put away that I missed. Does it really matter at the end of the day? You know, big picture. 
you know, and when I think about the the context of it, right, and, and the perspective that you get when you're reminded of, you know, just how fleeting everything is and how, you know, how, how you know, as important as pickleball is in our lives, there's a lot of things that are bigger in our lives. And also, you know, we're fortunate to be able to enjoy this beautiful sport. And so what I want to leave you on this part of the podcast is with the concept of being grateful, right? Have gratitude in your heart when you go out on the pickleball court. Go out there, do your best, but try and keep perspective when you make that mistake, which you're going to make because everybody makes it, uh, and maintain a perspective that is full of gratitude rather than focusing on negative things that happen when you're out on the pickleball court. So that perspective uh, approach, um, you know, it's not only a feel-good thing, it's also a play-better thing because your, your mind won't be as cloudy when you make that invariable or unavoidable mistake that you will definitely make. Um, all right, so that's perspective. We're going to talk now about the body. But before we jump into the body, there's a question that we get asked a lot, which is about shoes. You know, players ask us about this shoe, that shoe, and things like that. And listen, there's some, you know, pretty decent shoes out on the market, uh, you know, that are made for tennis and, and um, sports like that. Like if you're playing indoor volleyball shoes and things like that work fine. But, you know, the way CJ and I look at it, we don't mess around with our feet. We don't mess around with our legs. So we use the only shoe that's specifically designed for pickleball by a company that only does pickleball shoes. By now, you know, it's called Tyrol Pickleball. If you listen to the podcast, highly recommend you check them out. You can use the code BP10 at checkout, get you a discount and check out those shoes. All right, let's talk about the body. You know, we spent a lot of time in this podcast talking about the mind because the mind's super important. It's your supercomputer, as you probably heard a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Um, but what about our bodies, right? If our bodies aren't performing, then it's going to be difficult for our minds to be able to control them in the way that we want. So one of the things that I want to recommend to you on the body is start doing something. If you're not already doing things for your body, do anything for your body. It can be as simple as walking for 15, 20 minutes. It can be as simple as, you know, when you're done with this podcast or in the middle of the podcast, if you're, if you're at home, just stand on one leg for a little bit. It'll activate a bunch of balancer muscles that, that are probably a little bit, um, you know, a little bit weak. Uh, it'll activate your core. It'll just get you, get you going. Um, so balancing is a good thing. You can start doing simple mobility exercises. And I'm talking about simple stuff. I'm talking about things like just maybe being barefoot and, and extending, your, extending your toes. So basically putting your toes underneath you and then putting them the other way and just flexing them, getting that full tension, that full release in your in your uh, in your foot. Another thing you do that's pretty simple that I heard the other day on uh, on uh, Lynn Cherry's podcast, Pickleball Fire, was an idea of it was from, from Lee Holden, who's a qigong specialist. Qigong is like tai chi; it's I guess the the parent of tai chi. And basically, the idea was you take your your hands and you ball them into fists. You put them up by your shoulders on the same shoulder as your hand. And then what you're going to do is 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 roll your body forward, try and touch your elbows together. And then look up and open up your open your open your arms, right? Open your shoulders, and then bring them forward and bring them back. That'll do a tremendous amount for your shoulders, your scapular movement, and mobility of your upper back. So, what what can happen to the folks, myself included? Right? I'm going to list myself in this group of folks who sometimes will get frozen out of doing body things because. I don't have enough time to do the whole thing. I got. I don't have time to. I don't want to look up the video right now. You know. I. I just. I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing. Put that all aside, right? You're better off doing something, right? As long as you're not doing something crazy extreme, 
but something simple just to get your body moving. You roll your neck from side to side. I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do. The key is to do something because everything you do for your body is going to add up and it'll help you feel better, not just playing pickleball and you'll play better too, but also just getting around the house and moving around your life. So advice on your body is get started with absolutely anything. If you're already doing body stuff, consider adding something to it, maybe something a little different. You know, like like Jill, my wife, she really likes doing yoga and yoga is really good for you. But when I, you know, when she and I have conversations about what's going on with her body, sometimes I suggest, well, why don't you add this either hip or strengthening exercise to deal with that particular part of your body that you're, you know, that you're having some, some difficulty with. Uh, because sometimes if we get into a routine of doing the exact same thing over and over again, uh, not that it's counterproductive, but your body just gets used to it, right? And so it kind of loses some of its effectiveness because your body's just used to that particular movement that you're doing. And so maybe, you know, not maybe, adding another movement pattern to it can um, challenge your body and, uh, and, and make you feel better in general. So add something to your body. Um, before we jump into I want to I want to reframe failure for you. That's the next topic. And it was really interesting what happened. It was an interview with a, a, a top basketball player in the NBA after a loss in a series in the playoff. But the way that, that this player reframed the question and pushed back on the question, I thought was really mature and really helpful. Before I get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that we have, uh, speaking about the body, right, a part of the body that sometimes we overlook is our eyes, and it's basically our ability to track the ball, right? So picking up the ball sooner, coming towards us, being able to determine the direction of the ball, the pace of the ball, and things like that is super helpful for you when you're playing pickleball. And so what we've done in connection with the Pickleball Summit, which is next month in June, is we've asked uh, we asked our, our our good friends over at Visual Edge, which is our training program that CJ and I work with, to help us out by introducing players to a subject that that you may not be familiar with. And so what they're doing is they're basically if you, if you register, there's a date that deadline for this because we have to have it done before the summit begins. But basically, you register, they're going to send you a free pair of uh, they're like 3D glasses, like the ones you watch movies with, essentially. And they're setting up a test that you can take and you can rate yourself, right? You can get a grade on how well you're doing with your vision. And then during the summit, they're going to explain it to you. So I highly recommend you be on the lookout for that. If you're on an email list, you're going to get notified of it. If you're not on an email list, I don't know what to tell you. Just kidding. Get on the email list. Go to wearepickable.com and join our email list. All right, let's talk about the reframing that, and it was uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's uh, he's called the Greek freak. He plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. They were the number one seed going in. They were expected to either make the fi- at least make the NBA Finals, if not win the whole thing. And they were knocked out in the first round, right? Very unexpected uh, exit, early exit for them. And a reporter asked him during the postgame interview whether he thought that the season was a failure, right? Because they got knocked out. And you could see the frustration in, in Gianni's face uh, when the question got asked. But the way he reframed it, I thought, was really helpful. Uh, it was really mature at the time, but also really helpful to us, um, you know, non-star athletes about the concept of failure. Because this is a star, a complete star athlete framing it this way. And he basically said to the reporter, he said, Did, do you get a promotion every year? And if you don't get a promotion, do you consider your year a failure? Right. And he says, you know, do, do you consider that? Uh, and I forget the time. It was like 50 years since the Bucks had won a, an NBA title. You know, is, are all those years failures? Is every time that we don't win a national cha- champion or an NBA championship a failure by us? 
And the way he framed it out really made a lot of sense. And what I really liked about what he said was he he applied it specifically to sports and said, you know, in sports, sometimes it's your day, sometimes it's not your day, right? There's you know, there's other other players, other other folks who are involved too, and they want to win. And so sometimes it's your turn, sometimes it's their turn. You know, what you do is you just keep giving your best, you keep getting up, you keep trying to learn from it, you keep trying to improve and, and move forward. But the idea that because we just lost, in, in, you know, in his case, right, we're going to make the year a failure because we didn't win everything is nonsense. You know? And I thought it was a really helpful way of reframing it by him. And it's something that we can use. You know? There are going to be days that you're just not going to play well. That is part of any, any activity, and sport is not an exception. I'm confident that if you're listening to this, you have days when you get out of bed and you're like, oh, my God, I don't really feel like doing anything today. That happens, right? It's just human nature. Same thing happens when you're playing pickleball. There are days when you're going to go out there and you're going to feel like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on out here. Just like there are days when you go out there and everything's amazing. Um, you know, you just can't. You can't but you, but what's, what's hurtful, what's harmful to you is, you know, hyperfixating on the bad days, right? Hyperfixating on the losses, hyperfixating on the quote-unquote failures. Instead, maybe consider what this NBA player had to say about it and reframe it in terms of being simply a part of sports. And that's what he said. He said, you know, this is, you know, that's basically what sport is. Winning sometimes and losing sometimes. It's just part of the overall picture. So I thought that framing was really helpful and something you can take out to the courts and uh, use when you're playing. All right, the last story I want to leave you with is a personal story from the 2023 U.S. Open. Playing on Friday in Senior Pro Mixed Doubles with my partner, Leslie Bernard. We started... I'm pretty sure we started right right around, actually we started I think closer to 9 in the morning because we had to buy the first round. And we had to play a really good team uh, that was, uh, frankly, uh, I think the seeding was a little bit erroneous in this tournament. Uh, we were playing uh, an excellent team that was that was seeded 10 spots below us. And uh, we ended up losing that match in uh, uh, two games. We fought hard, but two games, they, they, they beat us pretty soundly. And uh, then we dropped down to the back draw. And the back draw, we ended up playing five matches. So we ended up winning four and losing our last match, obviously. So we were four and two for the day. And in the uh, day, in the we played our next to last match, we played against uh, Kim Forsyth and Jenny Marcos, two very good players. And we, um, it's one of those back and forth matches, right? It was like, actually, it wasn't back and forth. It was a lot of back and then some forth. Uh, we were down... Um, I don't know exactly, it was like 9-4, something like that. Game to 15, one game to 15, we were down 9-4. to four. We had switched sides by then because we switched at 8. And I was, I was feeling pretty gassed, right? I had been, felt pretty gassed in the match before, uh, and I was feeling pretty gassed in this match. And, um, you know, it was one of those, I don't know if you've ever had these, I'm sure you have, but where you're out there and you're kind of like, I don't even know where I'm supposed to be right now. Okay, let me go back, and I got to do this, and I got to return, or I got to whatever, you know. And you're just you're trying to get yourself, you know, put yourself together to play the rallies as they come to you. And we ended up uh, tying it up. I think we ended up taking a little bit of a lead, and then they took the lead, and I believe they were up 13-11. And then we ended up making a charge, and we were up 14-13. Ball came to me. I was I'm like, all right, I'm not. I'm just going to drive this ball, right? I said, I'm just going to try and drive it. I'm going to try and, and jam Jenny if I can. And I was able to get it into her body, jam her well enough that she ended up hitting the, the volley wide, and we ended up uh, winning that match. And you're welcome to watch the match. It's, uh, 
it's published on Into Pickle right now. It's uh, called uh, something like, uh, uh, you know, Comeback or something like that. Uh, but it's the it's a really good match. We have two matches that we've posted so far from the U.S. Open that you can check out. But at the end of the match, so the ball goes wide. We go up to the net. You know, we tap paddles. Leslie and I have to go to the other side away from the gate because that's where our water bottles are. So we start walking in that direction, and it was like a flood of, I was, you know, physical exhaustion and just mental, right, from just, you know, the tension of the match and the back and the forth and the, you know, being down and then going ahead and then they go ahead and then you go ahead and win the thing. Um, and I tell Leslie, I'm like, Leslie, I don't know what's happening here, but I think I might cry right now. And Leslie's such a good, you know, she's such a great partner and, and just great player and great person. She was like, Tony, you can cry all you want. And I was like, I appreciate that. I think I'm actually going to cry, but I had my, my, uh, my eyes welled up and I was, it was just, it was a very cathartic feeling. And it was, uh, it was just a culmination of, again, physical and mental exhaustion. And the reason I point that out to you is, well, one, I thought it was interesting to share the story with you, but also, you know, when we play pickleball, it's, you know, there, there are several things that are happening to us at the time. You know, there's a physical component to us, obviously, as we, as we move around the court, as we get tired, as we get, you know, as we hydrate, dehydrate, et cetera. Uh, and then there's a, um, a mental or an emotional component to it as well that you've definitely felt. And I think it's very natural to have these sorts of feelings and to have these sorts of um, experiences when you're playing pickleball. And in fact, I would suggest that you welcome them when they happen. I think the key is to be cognizant of them, to know that, you know, that they're lurking out there under the surface. And it's just something that, um, uh, you know, that may happen to you, maybe not to this extreme. But understand that you're, having, you're being affected emotionally and mentally when you're out there. And being aware of it will help you uh, avoid any, you know, significant negative uh, ramifications, perhaps, and also help you uh, recognize the positives and and uh, enjoy them more. So, anyway, so that's uh, this week's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it. Uh, if you subscribe to the um, podcast, you'll get notified of future podcasts like this one, future episodes. And as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, share with your friends. Remember, if you enjoy the podcast, they probably will too. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.